All right, welcome everybody to our latest Inside Moto show on the MX Vice Network. Thank you all for listening and supporting the site. Really appreciate it. Before we get cracking on this one, we'd first like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AOC Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, no one would be possible. Also, a big shout out to Whole Shop Motorhomes for jumping on board to sponsor these podcasts. Whole Shop Motorhomes is a UK specialist motorhome dealer for motorsport transport. They specialise in garage motorhomes and race vans that are suitable for a wide variety of sports, such as motocross, enduro, karting, mountain biking, and more. Check them out online, and especially the commander home that's sure to fit anyone's motocross needs. And also check them out on our website. We have an article and check them out on our YouTube channel where there's a video explaining all the cool stuff that they do so on to this episode we have jay cox founder of up and coming aussie brand hostile handwear so how's life and thanks for joining us mate hey mate uh thanks for having me it's uh good to be here and i appreciate it uh life's very busy but um i'm sure it is for everyone at the moment you know christmas time in australia summer uh yeah it's chaotic times yeah, mate, absolutely. Especially for you at the moment, obviously with Hostile, you balance working a full-time job as well as running the gear company. And it's not just handwear, is it, mate? It's all types of gear. So you've got a very full program and it's awesome to see, you know, you make such strides in the industry and making waves down here, mate. And it must be pretty satisfying for you that all the hard work's starting to pay off because you've got some really heavy hitters you work with and the brand's getting out there and the gear's actually like super cool. The designs, the branding, it's all really awesome and seen heaps of positive feedback about it. So just tell us about how you manage it all, mate. Uh, managing it is, it, it's the hardest bit about it, I think, but it's what I love most as well sometimes. So yeah, I do, I do work a full-time job. I'm a tradesman and manager of a, I do air conditioning and, and I run hostile after hours and all that sort of stuff. So it's, I don't know, just trying to be, just trying to manage your time best as possible. You know, I try, I try to have as little downtime as possible and not, and not waste my time, um, and do everything as it happens. That way, um, I'm not missing or forgetting something, and I, and try and look after the people that are helping me. Uh, and yeah, it's um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think I'm making too many waves. Um, I maybe because it's it's my company and my brand that I think that way. Um, I always think there's a lot more to do, a lot better to do. Um, but you know, yeah, it, it did start with gloves. It's progressed into gear, and now we're just starting to do goggles um so just still working with them uh fine-tuning them and um you know it's uh yeah it's good to get get some guys get a lot of guys and girls wearing it um that i help out and uh and that trust me or or even like the brand enough to want to be sponsored by me you know that's that's still a big eye-opening thing for me is that people want to be sponsored by hostile um, when there is so many other big brands out there that are, you know, their stuff's good as well or, or better, you know, to be realistic with you. Um, I think my product's very good, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not arrogant. I'm not going to say I have the best of everything. So, but yeah, it's, um, it's good to get some recognition and it's awesome to, you know, get platforms like this and people like yourself that um, just, you know, open doors and give me opportunities and, and just, you know, if someone wants to listen to a tradie talking about his brand, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> no, nah, mate, it's awesome. A lot of fans obviously resonate with that kind of stuff, working two jobs, working super hard to make it all happen, mate. And the gear is quality and it's a pleasure to have people like you on, mate, because, you know, all the hard work, massive respect for sort of blazing trails for yourself and just trying to make it as good as possible. And, you know, it's not easy to start your own business from scratch, mate, especially in the economic climate at the moment. So definitely yeah. deserve a lot of respect and credit for doing it, mate. But 
I guess we'll rewind back to the start and just how did the idea for Hostile come about? And guess what was the catalyst for you to bring the idea to life and to make it into what it is today? Basically, uh, how it all started was I, I tried to purchase a, a house about maybe six years ago or something like that. And um, the broker basically, you know, almost laughed at me. Um, you know, I, I thought I had enough money, which in hindsight, looking back now, I had nowhere near what I needed. Um, and I was just a bit younger, a bit naive. And um, yeah, so once I realized I had a, a little bit of money and nothing to really do with it, I, I just had a few ideas. Um, and then, yeah, I just got kickstarted on the idea of um, making some gloves and uh, seeing where that led me. So I invested, invested a bit of money into it. Um, started with some samples and, and, you know, samples come back almost good straight away. Uh, and then, yeah, just got the ball rolling with that. Um, and then it's just kind of led from one thing to the other. Um, I always wanted to do more than gloves. I always wanted to, you know, sort of be like a fox or an alpine star where you're doing head to toe. Uh, I didn't, you know, it was always a wish. I didn't think it would go as far as what it has um but the gloves were the most financial thing you know uh, what i could afford at the time um and there's a little bit of a niche market for that just like goggles as well i could have gone down that route but that wasn't my thought plan at the time um so yeah i thought you know we'll start with gloves what i think's cool and and you know and we'll we'll see how this goes and over time the balls got rolling and rolling and um you know we've, we've stepped up into gear um, got two ranges of gear now, um, youth gear as well. And then, and like I said, yeah, now we've just ticked off goggles. Um, I'd like to expand on the goggles. I'd like to do different options. Um, you know, a, a, a better lens, um, uh, like a top, a top tier type of lens, like to match the air brake, the Oakley air brake goggle, um, and try and get myself in that market. Uh, cause you know, my price point and quality of goggle isn't in the market of an air brake. Um, I don't think it's much below that, but you know, an air brake, in my opinion, is is the top top goggle. Like you can't you can't beat that, you know. Where so that's what I'm aiming for, and um, that's probably what I'll be kind of working on next, as in a new product. Um, but there'll be a lot of you know, there's a lot of new designs that I've been sitting on um, that'll come out soon, probably next year. Next year, I think I just need to get through this busy time, and um, we'll start cracking on next year with um, a heap of new designs coming out, I think. Oh, that's super exciting, mate. And do you enjoy doing all the process from the design to obviously, you know, getting them manufactured and getting them sent out and then people buying them? It's obviously pretty cool. There's so many steps and so much hard work that goes into it. And what sort of a team around you do you have helping you? To, you obviously have some people helping you with design and obviously shipping all the orders because you're not like you probably have some huge warehouse you're running it out of. It's very much sort of you do what you can at the moment, mate. It's really cool to hear about you know, you're chasing your dream and turning it into reality. And you probably look back and obviously with the nature of humans, we always want to succeed more and do better and keep striving. But I suppose you take a second and just reflect back and see how far you've come as well, mate. So just, yeah, your thoughts on that and just the overall process and the team. Yeah, it's um, probably the most exciting thing is um, the design of the new product um, or, you know, or maybe just a new colorway or something like that. That is the most exciting thing. And then when you get those first samples, that is by far... You know, it's still like, um, you know, I get Christmas multiple times a year because I get to, um, that's what it feels like when you get the new product come and your sample rocks up and you get to unbox it and, and see, 
what you've envisioned in your mind and then you see it in a physical product um that's that's probably the most exciting thing set us you know the only thing that had come close would be you know watching um the people that i support do well um like in a race or an event that's that's probably second second best thing that i have that uh, i get to experience um and then as for the team you know it's it is basically just me um it what well, is it is me uh I have a partner that helps me quite a lot with um, packing orders and like picking, packing orders, sending them, all that sort of stuff. She will help me, you know, through and through with that. Um, especially, you know, I've been on night shift for about two, three months now um, and doing a bit of day shift in between. So when I don't have time, she's in the garage, packing the orders, uh, sending them off, taking them to the post, doing all that sort of stuff. So she, um, she's there when I'm not. And, um, She's kind of a bit of the backbone with it where, you know, without her orders wouldn't be out on time um, because, you know, I've got to take – hostile doesn't pay my bills at all. So I need to make sure that I've got a roof over my head and, and my partner's head and, and you know, I'm, I'm uh, supporting us. Um, so that, that, that comes number one, um, just. And, um, yeah, so without her, you know, things wouldn't roll as smoothly as smoothly as they do. Um, and I also, I work in well with um, Rach from TNT Graphics um, in Penrith in New South Wales. Uh, so she's been a long, long time friend of mine. And me being a tradesman, uh, I know nothing about graphic design or really how to even use a computer. So I, I can do the basics on a computer. I need to a little bit for my job, but graphic design is well and truly out of my league. So when it comes to the designs, um, I basically just pile on to Rach, you know, everything that I'm thinking and how I want it. And then, you know, she basically draws it on a computer screen. So we kind of go back and forth. Um, and we, we designed it a little bit like how you design a, a sticker kit, um, which is predominantly what she does. So, you know, I'll send her, I want this, 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 that. I want this color, that color, this design, blah, blah, blah even if I've got to sketch it on a bit of paper, whatever I may need to do, just so she's got an idea. And then she makes it all happen on the computer screen, sends it over to me, I'll, I'll adjust, tweak, whatever. Um, and then we send it off. So that's sort of the whole team that I've got going um, that sort of, um, you know, that gets the product rolling. Uh, but I, I get a lot of help from friends as well where, I've got, um, you know, like Baden Blanchett helps me a lot. He helps me find a lot of people that I can help sponsor. Um, he helps me with, you know, opportunities as well. Um, the whole, you know, even his brother uh, with the Coffs Harbour Stadium Cross and the Ironman series. Um, I like to help them, them boys out a lot because, you know, they, they sort of back me a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. That's sort of our... The whole team, there's a lot of other people that help me uh, behind the scenes, you know, in, in many different ways. Like uh, even like what, some of my mates that I used to live with, you know, if I was away for work or went away for the weekend or whatever, you know, they'd help pack stuff. Um, you know, my parents, they'll, I'm sure if I called my dad, he would run over home and pack an order for me if I explained it to him how to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of people that help, and and even if it's just helping me in my everyday life, so that I can put more time in the hostile, you know, like 
there's so much more to it than just people helping me with hostile. Um, because if they can help me in any other aspect of my life, I can put more time into this brand and this business. So I, I value all of that and I take that on as, as support for me and the brand, not just myself. Um, so yeah, you know, there's the writers and, and the teams that I work with, they, they back me a hundred percent and help me, help me so much. Um, you know, you know, some of the parents of, um, the kids that I sponsor, they, you know, they put in good words for me, you know, go talk to the shops, whatever. And they do that all off their own back, you know? So yeah, I get, I get a lot of help from friends and family in, um, in that aspect, but if you're going to bring it down to the core of team for the business, it's it's myself, yeah. Well, it's impressive, mate. It must be a huge body of work. And obviously, it's super important to have that framework around you to just to help, mate, put the wheels in motion and to get everything rolling. And I guess when you look at it, what are some of the other keys to success? Obviously, being genuine, honest and humble helps you get that word of mouth pass on, especially in those junior ranks and parents. They're happy to put a good word in for you if you know that you're going to follow through on what you're sort of promising and then you can deliver. So... I guess that's definitely one side of it, but just looking at your branding's really cool. Obviously, the website's really slick. Social media stuff, you're very active on there. So I guess there's some of the probably the growth areas for you, mate, that you've seen a huge rise. Is that what you would say? And any other sort of areas that have really been key in making it grow and continue to grow? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I think um, hard work is is a big thing and staying true to your word. Um, if I, I I really believe that, like as in the fundamentals of myself, um, I think I'm a very hard worker, and I think I think that get that's respected, um, and I'll do what I can for everyone. So, if I tell someone I sponsor I'm going to do something, like I will do whatever it takes to make that happen. Um, and I think people respect that, and and that's that's how I try to gain respect is um by hard work and loyalty, um. And, and I, I think, you know, you receive what you give. So um, I think that's why I get, you know, why people want to help me um, is because I'm I'm more than happy to, to give them a hand and, and do what I can for them um, and, and back my word. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one thing. And then, yeah, I, I try to be very active on social media. Um, I try to upload every single night. Um, you know, I have literally set alarms on my phone to upload photos every night. <laughs> um, with, with the night shift, that gets a little bit hard because the boys watch me sit down for 10, 20 minutes while I'm uploading <laughs> photos uh, and I feel pretty slack for them. But uh, it's something i got to do. And um, I think I think it keeps you relevant. Um, keeps you relevant in the scene and, and just shows that you're active, you know, that you're not dying off, you're not, um, you're not giving up and um that you're all in so um there is a lot of things with marketing where i struggle with just because of my background you know like i i've never worked in a bike shop i've never raced professionally you know i've been around bikes my whole life raced my whole life um but i've never really um like that's not really my background you know like i know i know my trade and um I feel like I'm quite, I excel quite well within my trade, um, but mainly due to hard work and, and pride, pride in your work. And I, I put that into hostile. So I take pride in my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I will. Um, I'm not shy or scared to improve products or, or deny anything. You know, if, if there's a product fail, I own it. I learn from it and I better it. 
Um, and yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah, could, I could improve on my marketing, that's for sure, um, as it's not my background. But um, yeah, I think I think like you said, people resonate with that, and um, yeah, that's just just how I kind of go by things. Yeah, mate, for sure. A lot of the Aussies sort of respect those hard work and battlers that just put it all on the line to make it happen. Yeah, yeah that does garner respect and it holds weight, yeah. mate. It's not like, you know, people write to someone and you're not getting back to them, you know, they quickly move on. So like you do, mate, you're always active, you're always responding. And the writers appreciate a post because your platform's got a lot of followers, mate. So that gets their name out there too. And it's just snowball going where everyone's sort of happy getting the promotion. And then ultimately you want it to translate into getting orders to sell the gear, to buy the products and to introduce new people to hostile mate and obviously a key to that is working with some of these you know heavy hitting pro riders like matt moss and reed taylor these kind of guys you do a bit of stuff with Wilsey as well mate so just tell us about some of the riders you work with some of the established stars and obviously you work with a heap of up-and-coming youngsters that really made some top strides in supercross especially didn't they yeah yeah for sure yeah well look they, these guys and girls they they represent the brand um so no one no one has any idea who I am and, and they should, they shouldn't. I'm just a tradesman. Um, you know, I'm just a worker. So they, you know, these guys are basically the face of the brand, the face of the company. So, and I, I like the people I work with. I like the people I sponsor because I feel like they do a great job of, of displaying what I, what I want to portray of the business. Um, so I've had, I've worked with Mossy for a long, long time. Um, my mate that I used to live with is actually good friends with Matt and uh, Matt and Jake. And, and I was introduced to Matt through that Avenue when he was not racing. Um, and I've been working with Matt for probably three, four years now, just, just with glove only gloves only because um, obviously at the time when I'd started working with Matt, there was only gloves. There was no gear at the time. And um, once Matt's come back, you know, he's, he's a world-class rider and, um, he deserves, you know, uh, he needs those bigger brands to to keep him racing. Um, and, and I'm not at that level, so, and I understand that. But Matt, Matt's extremely loyal to me when it comes to gloves. You know, he he basically tells these guys how it is and that he's wearing them no matter what. And, um, yeah, there's a few times I've thought he may be getting himself in a bit of trouble. Um, and I've had to say, hey, man, you know, don't just remember like you you do enough for me as it is. Don't throw yourself under the bus. And he's pretty, pretty certain that he will wear the gloves he wants to wear. So, um, you know, he's awesome with that. And then, you know, this year for Supercross season or just before actually, um, ended up being able to work with Wilsey. Um, so I've, I've been mates with Wilsey for quite a while now. And now that he, he decided not to race a motocross season, you know, we were able to kind of work together. Um, and and the guys from Fox were were very good to let us work together, um, so that we you know we had some. I don't think enough people seen it in Supercross, but Willsy had custom gloves, and um, well, I think more people need to see them because they were they were cool, you know. So I I made a match every outfit every Fox outfit he had, you know. We done you know like even just his his lever grip, you know. We had a a six and a four on his fingers, you know. So. He had his number and um, that was his grip, like his lever grip and all that sort of stuff. And and we made the colours blend super well. And it, it was it was cool. Like, I, I, I like the idea of doing the custom stuff for these guys. And But I was like, oh, 
you know, it'd be really nice if you were wearing the stuff I was selling, you know, that could be, mm. you know, a good marketing thing. But once I seen the gloves and how good they looked, I was like, oh, it, it, you know, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. It matched every kit. It almost didn't look like he was wearing hostile gloves. And that's, to me, that that was that was cool. That was a testimony to what I can do. Um, they were some seriously lit kits too, mate, as well. And it would have been pretty cool with yeah. the exposure with the Freezy incident too at WSX when he wildcarded. Oh, man, I literally screenshotted that post <laughs> that I put up um, that Mental Fomoto took. And I, I screenshotted that the other day and sent it to Willsy. And I said, this is the most liked photo I've got. I had over a 1,000 likes on one photo. I said, um, yeah, this is epic, you know, and uh, but he, he had an awesome setup with Boom Studios this year um, and that was awesome. I got a lot of secondhand advertisement and marketing from that. You know, those guys killed it and I basically just went along for the ride. Um, I'm not going to take any credit for that, you know, besides doing some badass gloves for Willsey, you know, that, that he, he helped design as well. He had as much input as I did um, and Rach, you know, Rach as well. Um, you know, I basically just jumped on the back of that bandwagon and I didn't know half the stuff they were doing. Um, but they, they crushed it and that was so cool to be a part of that. And um, it was cool to be able to, you know, sponsor another mate as well. Um, that's that's really rewarding for myself is when it's a, a friend that we can work together with. Um, same as Reed Taylor. Uh, I, I actually had, you know, a few sets of gear made up for Reed for the Supercross season because um, Reed's been a long-time full hostile athlete. Um, and then, you know, last minute he signed the Husky factory Husky deal, which is, I was pumped for him. Um, uh, and we we're still able to work together with gloves. Um, so that was cool. That was very cool. Reed, I think turned so many heads this season, um, where people actually seen his full potential. Um, well, I don't even think that's his full potential. I think it's got a lot more in the tank and I think people will start to see that this next season. Um, and then, you know, there was a, you know, I picked up so many new guys coming into this Supercross season that was, you know, it was it was awesome for me. That was such a good feeling. And then and then for me to go to two of the three rounds and just see all these hostile guys in the, in the field was awesome. So, you know, I had Liam Jackson in the MX1. He was full gear. Um, and we had some guys in MX2. And then I had a heap in MX3. Um, Travis Olander. Um, crushed it at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, got on the podium um, with that new limited edition gear. That looked really good, especially on the Husky, that yellow. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Trav done good there. Um, you know, like Lockie Morris and, and um, you know, there's heaps of boys that were in that class that done done so well. And then, um, you know, Jack Nunn in the 85 class, he absolutely killed it. Um, super proud of that kid. Because I think a lot of people didn't know he carried an injury into Newcastle. Um, and that's why, if you look at his results, you know, he went one, I think five, three. The one round he wasn't on the podium was he was carrying a few broken bones, um, which I know they'll keep in under wraps. And they may still be, but the season's done now. So, yeah. um, but I think it's very admirable of that kid to um, push through that and, uh, and still get a top five. And he was still jumping the triples and everything. So, uh, he done he done really well, and um, he's done hostile very very proud and been an awesome face to that to the brand, um, and his whole family. Um, I love sponsoring them. You know, even um, little DJ as well. You know, podium to Adelaide on the eighty five. Um, he had a few incidents at other rounds, but he he was riding good all season. Um, 
Yeah, there was a heap heap of people, heap of people um in Supercross that just really um put hostile in front of a lot more people. Um and they done an awesome job on and off the track, you know, representing the brand off the track and um and getting it seen while they're on it. Um but as well as motocross, you know, I sponsor a lot of BMX kids too. Um so there's a lot a lot of BMX kids that I sponsor up in Queensland on the Gold Coast. Uh that, you know, two of them just went one, two in two rounds of the Queensland, you know, like a, like a state BMX freestyle series. Um, so, yeah, the last two rounds they shared first and second. Um, so, you know, there are, there's so many guys doing me, doing the brand proud and myself. Um, and without them, you know, I would not be where I'm at. Um, and I, I can't even begin to repay some of these people. And, um uh, and yeah, it's just it's awesome. It's awesome being able to work with friends and uh, and just have so many guys running it. Like it's it's a dream come true to be honest. To for me for me to ever think that I would have people running my gear in World Supercross or my gloves or or National Supercross or or for Matt Moss to even wear my gloves. You know, like there were times when I was a kid looking up at Matt. You know, thinking. Like Matt was like a god, you know, in Australian in the Australian series and stuff, and you know he's nine time Australian champion. To ever think that he, that I would create a brand and a product that he would wear and race and win in one day, um, that never ever crossed my mind. Um, so stuff like that, so so damn cool, and um, something I've never dreamed of. Yeah, that's so cool, mate. Obviously, you know, it's really cool for you seeing them succeed. And I'm sure it's cool for them seeing, you know, you succeed as well, mate. So it yeah. must be a cool sort of partnership you got at all, mate. It's all yeah. you know, people wanting to succeed. And I wanted to ask you also with Wilsey announcing he's doing the Dortmund Supercross. You got some custom gloves again, stuff planned for that one, mate. And also just give us a little insight into the process of actually doing custom gear because it's not just click your fingers and it's done. It's a big process. Yeah. It's a big deal, isn't it, mate? It's not something that happens overnight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With Wilsey, with, with joked about it um i'm i'm actually just with how chaotic things have been lately I'm, I'm a bit out of the loop as to when that race is um if we can if we can make something happen we will for sure um because i thoroughly enjoyed what we did for the australian supercross season um but yeah we've definitely had a few jokes back and forth about it on snapchat and whatnot about you know doing some gloves or whatever else um but either way, he'll 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 have some some cool stuff on him. Uh, the custom stuff, yeah, like you said, it's it's not just click your fingers and it happens. It's um it's a long process, and I think it's it's a little bit longer because I'm not the graphic designer, um, and I don't know how to do it. So it's a uh, like, and and not saying that Rach is is um slow or anything like that, but um yeah, she's got she's got a huge workload, and and that's because her work is so good. Um, that she has so much clientele, uh, but you know, because we kind of it's it's you know the rider rider might come to me with ideas and might you know they might take a few days doing that, and then I'll jump in and throw my ideas in, and we'll go back and forth till we work out something cool, um, and then and then we kind of sort it out with um you know we'll get we'll basically work out the design, uh, get Rach to draw something up on the computer. Uh, and then we'll, you know, we might go back and forth from that still. And then same thing with um, production. Like there could be uh, there could be other products in line for production before I submit that PDF file. So it's not just, um, 
you know it's it's not it's not a quick and easy process it's a very thorough process it's very enjoyable um the end end result is awesome it's like something that's so cool to see happen um and it's cool to see when you do give someone something custom and it's like seeing them light up as well like it's it's like secondhand happiness sort of thing um but yeah like you know there could be a hundred thousand jerseys getting printed up when i submit that custom glove order so it's um you know it could be a bit slow uh so yeah it can be time consuming um and that's why you know the reed taylor for supercross thing didn't work out um because i had to get the ball rolling on that so early um that you know might have been three four weeks out he, he signed with factory husky and that that was too late you know the gear was already in production they're already ready set go sort of thing and then it, it probably arrived three weeks before round one maybe two weeks before round one or something like that and it, it was too late at that point i'm sure um, the costs are elevated as well with that kind of thing yeah yeah there is a cost increase for sure um you know, when we do when we do samples or custom stuff, it's it's quite quite expensive. Um, you know, once you once you put something into production and you you know you've got a thousand of them being made, um, the price comes down significantly. Uh, but when you're doing a one off, it's you know as you can imagine, it's um, you need to pay for that. You know, they're they're shutting down that machine or or um, you know designing one thing just for you. Um, you know, you got to pay for that. So it is, it is a, it is a lot more costly than um, you know, just giving someone something that I have a hundred of. You know, um, but it has a different sense of rewardness, like a different, you know, it's it's so cool to see custom stuff, and I think it reminds me a bit of like old school moto, where you know you have you know in the nineties or whatever McGrath and all the custom painted helmets and. And I and, and seeing Willsy bring that back this year was really, really cool. You know, the custom painted helmets, the custom painted boots, and you know, custom gloves, you know, like the the Hot Wheels bikes and, and the, the, the turn on that where it was Hot Wheels and stuff like that. That was so cool. Um, and I think there needs to be a little bit more of that brought back. Um, People love yeah, the lit kits, don't they, mate? Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves a lit kit. <laughs> Um, and you know, we, we've done a bit of that with Jack Nunn as well with, uh, you know, he had a very Aussie inspired kit for Melbourne. Um, funny enough, that was designed for when he raced the world juniors. Um, and it actually, we actually got stuck in customs for that gear. So somewhere in Romania in a hotel is a, is a Jack Nunn, um, world juniors custom set of gear. So <laughs> If he uh, blows up one day, like I'm sure he's going to, uh, someone could probably sell that for a bit of money. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, you know, doing some cool stuff like that with Jack, like that's that's awesome. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do that if those guys, if I didn't have those guys. So, you know, if Jack wasn't such a talent that got invited to World Juniors, I'm, you know, who knows, that Aussie year might not have ever been designed. Um, if I wasn't able to work with Wilsey, we wouldn't have some super cool gloves out there. <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, I need the I need those guys to to be able to do the custom stuff, and it's it's so cool to see them run it. So I I think we need to do a bit more of it. I think it'd be cool to see other brands step up and do a bit more of it. I know, I know. Once you're a big brand, that becomes a bit harder. Um, there's a lot more in the back end of it that uh, people don't know about or see. 
it makes it hard for these big brands to do because I'm so small and a one-man band sort of thing. Um, I can do that stuff. It, it is cost. It is quite costly, like I said, but um, I have the resources where I can do it. Um, I just can't do it every day of the week because I don't have the financials for it. Um, but I can definitely do it occasionally, and I and I will be for sure. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's cool you got that freedom to sort of do a little bit more what you want to do and. I guess for 2024, looking to expand, looking to get more riders under the awning, that kind of stuff, mate. Is that the sort of goals just to keep working towards, I guess, the ultimate goal is to running it full time and just to keep developing it into, I guess, the sort of behemoth of the motocross world? Yeah, for sure. That's that's what, um, that's what one thing that's keeping me very busy at the moment is um, it's, it's end of year, so it's contract season. Um, I am, you know, in between all my shift work, I'm trying to get some contracts done up, you know, it's hard when every single rider has a different contract and different negotiations between that. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to do all the contracts for all the people I currently sponsor end of season. So I've had a million emails, a million DMs, you know, a million messages, you know, and I haven't got back to everyone. I'm still trying. Um, but yeah, you know, like going through all that. Um, so yeah, we're trying trying to keep everyone and trying to get more people um, for next season and just trying to work out those negotiations and the contracts, you know, trying to do it. I'm trying to be a lot more professional with things and show that I'm not just some backyard company that, you know, I have a written legal document that you can sign and I'm obligated to give you this. And that's my word. And like, as I've said, to, I've only sent two contracts out so far. Um, but as I've said to those people, like, this isn't what I require from you, basically. This is the minimum that I will do for you. I am obligated and I will do this at an absolute minimum, but this doesn't mean that that's the maximum I will do, you know? So, um, you know, like there's, there's so many different things to it as well. Like uh, like I was organising posters for all the guys for Supercross. Um, you know, I had to go out and buy tables and chairs and, and better tent setups and all that sort of thing. And that's that's a massive cost that no one would notice, you know, like I spent five, $600 on, on tables and chairs for the boys to sign autographs on at Newcastle Supercross that I haven't used since, so, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but just to give that professional, so like I'm trying to show that I am being as professional that my financials and time allow me to be and to show the direction I'm trying to push this brand into. Um, I am in talks at the moment with a team. Um, it is quite a big ask for myself, um, but I'm trying to take on a whole team in in the Australian Motocross and Supercross series. You know, I guess time will tell um, next year if there's a team running hostile or not, uh, if I can make it happen. I, I'm going to work my ass off to see if I can pull make, this, make these things happen. Um, you know, and it's it's not just that either. Like, because I because hostile doesn't make helmets and boots. Um, you know, I actually go to some of these distributors and work out deals for the riders on their behalf. Um, so for for one example, Trav Olander, um, I have sourced out the deal for him to get Bell helmets and gay earned boots, and that's all through myself. So, you know, besides doing all the aircon work. On my own private aircon work, running hostile, I'm also then emailing these big distributors trying to work on better deals for the guys I support. Um, 
So I'm I'm trying to get them the best possible deal possible. If I can get them boots and helmets, um, you know, it it's because it's hard for these privateers to to try and get you know say bell helmets to to recognize them. Um, where I don't feel like I'm any bigger like than these privateers at all. Um, but from a business point of view, they seem to want to give me more time of day because if I'm investing my money into this rider, it kind of shows them that, okay, maybe we could invest money into this rider as well. Maybe, you know, but when the rider's just representing themselves, um, yep. sometimes these big brands overlook them. And, it's, and, you know, because they're talking for themselves and you always want to talk yourself up. So I think when it comes from myself and I'm chasing these other deals, trying to get these helmets and boot deals for these guys, um, I think I can get a bit bit further with it. So at the moment, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, we're trying to wrap up, keep keep as many people as possible for 24. Obviously, I will never hold a rider back. If they're, um, you know, one perfect example, Reed Taylor just signed with Empire Kawasaki. Reed has been a long-time full hostile athlete. Um who just went to factory Husky so he could only run the gloves. Uh, we're in talks about next year. I don't know what's going to happen with that right now, um, but I know he won't be wearing hostile gear. Um, if I can try and make some sort of glove situation happen, I will. Um, so, yeah, like there's a lot of people that are stepping up and, and, and sometimes um, I am the stepping stone brand uh, because, you know, it's me, myself, you know, like, oh, it's my partner as well, you know, like, it's not just me, but in just the grand scheme of things, it's me going up against, you know, these distributors and big, big worldwide brands that probably got 50 blokes sitting in an office, you know, in a $2 million warehouse full of stock um, where I'm, you know, kind of doing this after hours from my garage at my house um, and trying to be as professional as I can. So it's very hard going up against these big brands. Um, but, I'm doing what I can. So yeah, we're, we're, we're going through contracts and we're trying to work on a team at the moment. And that's our plan for 24. I'm trying to up everything for everyone. Um, everyone that I currently sponsor, I'm trying to do better for next year um, because I believe they deserve it. Um, I've had a good couple months with the brand and I can, you know, I'm not doing this on as much as I'm doing it on my own, like all the back end stuff, you know, these guys are the ones, you know, I'm not the one winning super crosses and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So these guys are the ones getting it out there and, and getting the fans and all that sort of stuff and showing it off. So, um, you know, Jack Nunn is the one that was in opening ceremonies, not myself. Um, Travo Lander was the one on the podium at Marvel Stadium, not me. So, you know, I, I need to I need to do the best I possibly can for these guys. Um, that allows me to keep the business running still. Um, so yeah, anywhere that I miss out, like the helmet and boots, I'm trying to chase these deals for these guys as well. And um, also, you know, with this team deal, I need to try and make something happen with that as well. So we'll see what comes about it. Um, but I'll be giving it a red hot crack for. To get more people in it next year, that's for sure. Oh, mate, exciting times ahead. And like you were saying, I bet the lads really appreciate you going that extra mile as well. It's more than just a purely transactional gear deal, isn't it, mate? You're sort of going above and beyond in a lot of cases. And that holds weight with people, you know, and those relationships you build, it mightn't come back and 
you know, bear fruition instantly, but definitely in the future, people don't forget that kind of stuff. They remember it. So that's really awesome to hear. And obviously you're getting your presence is much more stronger and just continuing to get stronger. Do you actually get much time to go to any of the races in Australia? Obviously you fit in the ones around that New South Wales area, but you'd probably ideally like to have a hostile presence at every single round, but just how many do you sort of try and get to each year? Yeah, I don't get to get to too many, basically, because, you know, I'm still human and I still have my own personal life and I've got a partner and, you know, like, there's only so many weekends in a year. Um, so, usually I can get to the Maitland Pro MX. I can usually get to there um, if there's an Appen round, because I'm only about 20 minutes from Appen, so that's quite easy for me to get to. Um, I got to Newcastle Supercross this year and Melbourne Supercross. So I got to four pro races this year. Um, I only, I actually don't think I got to any activations or vendor stands this year, just with how the year worked out. Um, currently, I'm trying to purchase my first work vehicle um, in hostile, which I'm trying to get um, like a, a van. Um, because at the moment, any any vendors I do or like when I have the stalls at Coffs Harbour Stadium Cross, you know, I literally drive my work ute up with a borrowed trailer. And for the week leading up, I am stocking that thing up and, and trying to do inventory and trying to send orders online whilst I've got half the product in the garage, half the product in a trailer. Um, and then... And then, you know, i got to drive home and unload that, drop the trailer off, wash the trailer, wash the work car. You know, like it's a, it's a big process. So for me, if I can buy a van um, and I can I can do a lot more vendor, vendors and activations and all that sort of stuff and stalls at the tracks. So 2024, I'm trying to have a lot bigger presence. Um, you know, like I said, time will tell with what I can and can't do. Um, but hopefully if I make the whole situation a lot easier for myself, uh, I can do a lot more. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be at Coffs Harbour Stadium Cross this year. Uh, sorry, next year, early January, first or second week of January. I'll be there um, and we'll have a stall there. Uh, and I want to try to get to a lot more New South Wales base, like maybe the East Coast rounds or something like that and have some stalls there. Um, and I reckon I'll get to Maitland again. Um, and, you know, a couple of Supercrosses. Supercrosses are usually a little bit easier mm. because – they're a night show, so sometimes I can work the Saturday morning or whatever and then uh, plane or, like, you know, fly or drive, wherever the round may be. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll, we want, I want to make a lot bigger presence this year. Uh, oh, sorry, next year um, and get to a few more. And, and like I said, that's, that's just trying to get a better setup. Um, but, yeah, between, between trying to have a personal life trying to, you know, work full-time um, and, you know, yeah, just having a personal life. It, it's quite hard. You know, you, you can't – I feel like I'm always time poor and I've never got enough time for everyone or myself or my partner. Um, she's – luckily, my partner's very understanding of, of that, you know, I have two jobs and, um, and then I'm trying to grow one. So – um, she's cool with it and she sacrifices a lot of her weekends, whether it's, uh, coming with me or just letting me go, um, to these races to show a presence. Um, cause it's funny, you know, if you don't, if you don't have a presence, people forget that you're there. Um, so yeah, a big part of it is just showing face and showing that you support the Australian series and you're supporting these guys and, 
you know, and showing, I think, I think having that presence as well and showing the support to the industry and, and to these riders shows that where my heart is and that I'm not in it for the money, um, that I genuinely enjoy going to the track. I love being at the nationals. I love being at the supercross, whether it's just sitting in the stand or whether it's, you know, I'm having a pit set up, like a team set up for the guys or, whatever I can do. Um, I enjoy it all. I love just being around motorbikes and, you know, if one day this grows into something that I can do full time, um, I'll be out 10 times more. And um, man, I'd love to be able to get to some of these BMX things as well. Um, I just don't have the time um, at all. So yeah, next year, that's, that's the plan. We want to have a bigger, bigger, better presence. And um be as professional as possible and and that's why i'm trying to you know bite off a bit more than i can chew you know trying to get these teams trying to show hey i'm even though you may not trust me like you know i will i will back myself 100 percent, and i'll be there and if i say i'm doing it i don't care whether it's draining money out of my personal pocket if i say i'm going to do it it's going to happen um unless you know god strikes me down or something you know <laughs> and i can't physically do it uh yeah hostile will be doing every everything we say so that's the plan for next year yeah bigger presence yeah that's awesome mate it's obviously like what you hear nothing sort of great comes easy or overnight so you're definitely putting your work in mate so i reckon the success will just keep flowing like it has already mate and you never know like maybe just getting hitting some of those international markets as well getting the word out i'm sure you've already had conversations with people but that's an exciting thing to look forward to as well because motocross is sort of it's just australia's not the biggest market for it is it obviously it's popular in our own circles and we think it's amazing but for the masses it's not really there but there's so much more sort of you know, scope for growth when you hit those overseas European and especially USA markets. So look forward to seeing Hostile pop up there too, as well in the future, mate. And just, I know you got to duck off, mate, because you're under a pretty tight schedule here, mate, but just a few words on the international expansion and also give you a chance to just sort of shout out the people you'd like to thank who you haven't already for making it all happen. And where can the fans follow you and keep up to date with all your stuff on social media? Yeah, so the international stuff is is cool and it was nice to have Matt be a part of the World Supercross and, um, you know, get, get my stuff on the world stage. That is always the goal. Um, like you said, motocross to us is, um, you know, it's our whole world. But in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing in Australia. Um, it's not nothing. It's just it's not very big. Um, you know, if you go to Southern California, like I've, I've been to Cali a couple of times and it's like, it's like all of California lives and breathes motocross and it's, it's so refreshing to be there. And it's like, wow, like this is what it could be. Um, it's like a lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a lifestyle over there. It's like, you know, you, if you say the town Marietta, you know, everyone knows that's a, that's where everyone stays, you know, that's, that's motocross, you know, that's, that's the heart of motocross. So um, yeah, I would love to, to get a bit more international and, I'm um I'm a bit lucky that Travis O'Leander will be racing the first four rounds of the AMA Supercross, the West Coast series. Um, he'll be off the side of um you know Tanny's truck there, and he'll be um but he'll be in full hostile setup as usual, like he is now. Um, and you know there's 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 someone else going to America, you know that will be racing the West Coast season in um in some hostile stuff, which I don't believe has been announced yet. Um, but yeah, I would love to, to open up into that market. Um, you know, like if you look at active wear or gym wear, that's, 
that's worldwide, that's Australia-wide, that's, you know, everyone's into the gym um, and it's a, such a big market. So, you know, like trying to be a brand in such a small industry within Australia, um, you know, it's very hard to be able to pay my bills off that or live off that one day. So trying to expand internationally is the idea um, and is the goal. Just to, I feel like that's sort of needed to be able to go full-time and make it a full-time job. I think you need that international market, um, you know, unless you are basically dominating the Australian market. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think that's the next, that's what, that's what I need to do. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit hard to do that. You know, the international stuff's obviously quite hard, but um, if you get the right people and the right opportunities, and I feel like, I'm a believer in you make your own luck. So if I'm working hard enough and I got my finger on the pulse and I'm I'm trying, I'm busting my ass, um, the opportunities will come and they will arise. And it may not be today, might not be tomorrow, you know, it might be five years down the track. But I think if I keep chipping at it and I work hard enough and, and I keep putting in, um, that, you know, it's, at some point it's got to give. And um, things will start coming back my way. And, and not that they aren't now, but they'll start coming back in a big way, I, I believe. So, yeah, I think as long as i got my finger on the pulse and I'm still charging 100% forward, um, you know, it's uh, it'll happen one day. Absolutely, mate. Well said. And just where can people follow you, obviously, on Instagram, Facebook, and just shout out to some people you'd like to say thanks to as well. Yeah, so... Uh, Basically, I'm on all socials. There's um, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We've got a TikTok. Um, so we're kind of across all things there. Uh, Instagram's number one. Um, and that's where, you know, you'll see the most updates and all that sort of stuff. It's Like I said, that's it's hard trying to run three social media platforms. And then you've got your own personal social media. You've got your own life. Where you're trying to do two to three jobs at once. And uh, but sometimes you can... If anyone's listening to this, if anyone does want to hear what I've got to say, <laughs> um, I can. it can take me a little bit of time to get back to your DMs and your emails just because there's a lot going on. Um, I'm not just sitting at home at a or sitting in an office doing this full time. Um, but you I haven't got an admin person helping, do you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm not the best admin person either. <laughs> I give it a crack, but yeah. Um, so yeah, there's... You know, it's just hostile handwear at each one of them. Um, you can find me on all of those and um, keep up to date with everything. You know, new products, restock, um, giveaways, discounts, deals, all that sort of stuff on all those social media platforms. Um, and like I said, there's email as well, which is I can be contactable through there. Um, and then, you know, I just want to thank everyone, um, you know, family and friends, my partner, you know, um, everyone that helps me, like if I didn't have friends in the industry, like I'd be stuffed. Um, and they're genuine friends, not from the industry. Like, you know, Tani is one of my best mates. Um, just being able to meet so many people through him and, and, and just meeting so many people and just having genuine friends that happen to be in this industry that can either use my product or I can help them or, or, you know, they, they know someone and they can get my, they can open a door for me or, you know, just get my foot in the door. And then that's all, that's all anyone really wants. If you're having a go and you're backing yourself, all you need sometimes is someone to get your foot in the door. And then, you know, if you, if, if you believe in what you do, you can make it happen from there. You just need that door opened up or, you know, just cracked a bit. So 
Um, you know, there's so many, so many people I could thank. Um, but foremost would be family and friends. Um, and you know, everyone that's that's running hostile. Um, man, they they are the face of this brand. You know, it's it's got nothing to do with me. They are the ones that are showing these products off, and and you know, like. They're the ones getting me out there on TV and all that sort of stuff. All the girls and boys, and you know, they're they're killing it, and they're they're really showing off what I want this brand to be about. Um, you know, all the customers, shops. You know, I can't do this without you guys. So, everyone that buys something, that's just keeping the business turning. Um, you know, this is by far a small business, so. Every every order counts and it's so appreciative and and I've noticed that in the last couple of months you know people have been just buying stuff and it's it's helping and that's that's why I've been able to have more of a presence you know every dollar this this company makes goes back into it. Um, I've said this before you know if I want to go riding on the weekend that's out of my own pocket. Um, everything is out of my pocket. Um, and the business is to fund the business. The business money funds the business. Uh, I don't believe in putting my hand in the pocket of the business because it, it's, a, it's a big circle. You know, the money goes out, money comes in, and it keeps the business flowing. Um, and if I'm in there dipping in and, and buying myself whatever I want, um, that money dries up. And I think, you know, if I was doing that, the business wouldn't have been running for as long as it has. You know, it's a very, very new, but it's lasted a couple of years now um, and it's still growing. So, you know, you need to reinvest in yourself and you need to back yourself and that's what I'm doing. And um, I can't do that without all these people supporting me, without people like yourself giving me somewhere to to get recognition, to people to listen and, and you know, say that I'm just a normal bloke like everyone else, you know. I'm just another bloke on a job site, you know. That's in a, so I can't do it without everyone. So yeah, it's it's it really isn't just me, you know. Everyone is helping this 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 business grow. So I I can't put into words how much you know I could thank everyone. Um, so I just try and show them that the brand's growing, and um, and try and put back in as much as I can. You know, you buy a product, that money goes to helping a sponsored rider out, or or having a presence at an event, or you know funding a new product, bettering products, uh, whatever it may be. So uh, can't thank everyone enough. You know, honestly, words can't describe it. So, oh, well said, you. mate. Totally agree with all you said. And yeah, it's really cool to see how grateful for the support you are from all the people and to be in the position you're in. And you're definitely doing a massive job supporting the sport and the riders. So definitely awesome to shine the spotlight on you in this latest Inside Moto show, which is basically what it's all about, shining the spotlight on industry people and, you know, all their stories about how to get to where they are today because yours is a super cool story mate really unique and we definitely wish you all the best for the future and definitely keen to get you on for a part two mate because uh it's really cool chatting to you mate and had so many more questions to ask you but there's just uh yeah don't have all day so no i really appreciate it mate and before we let you go we'll thank the sponsors in fly racing monster energy box parts europe scott bell helmets acherbys asu performance kawasaki uk ktm uk O'Neill, whole shop motorhomes, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none would be possible. All right, mate, thanks again for joining us. Been a ripper chat, and yeah, all the best for the future, mate. Yeah, man, thank you, Eve, for having me. I really appreciate that. And uh, we'll try have a week off over Christmas. We'll see how we go. No worries, mate. Sounds good. Look forward to it. All right, thanks, Eve, man.